The first day at PAX, dude, everything was redlining. Ooh. And also, we were, <laughs> at one point, we were streaming through uh, the Mexican Twitch server. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> i like, gee. That's hilarious. I mean, not hilarious. Horrible. Terrible yeah, occurrence. hilarious in a bad way. But I, I knew there were technical problems, but I wasn't exactly sure what the deal was there. Yeah. Um, Who is this? You keep losing it. <laughs> What's up, Pooper? Huh? What's up? What are you always duping around? <laughs> she is right now, too. <laughs> <laughs> are you happy to be back on the Shackcast, Lola? She's pretty happy. Where is it? Did you drop it? I don't know. I can't see it. It's on her paw. Okay. I wouldn't grab it because it's literally on your lap. Okay. <laughs> okay. I Eventually, it might be. she will move and it'll either fall or she'll find it. Again. Right. Okay. Okay. It's at the point now where she, you have completely not tried to get her toy from her. Yeah. So that game is now over in her mind. Yeah. She's won. She's like, I win. She's now you pet on. me. Forever. Oh. oh, forever. <laughs> you see how she just looks at you? Dereliction of duty. She gives me that flat look like, what do you think you're doing? If I have my Switch with me and she's in this kind of mood, she will take her paw and knock the Switch out of my hand. Oh, Lola. She does that with my iPhone, too. If I'm, like, texting or on Twitter. Yeah. She's like, hey, me. It's me time. Get that stupid machine out of your hand, human. Me time all the time. Yeah, I saw this thread on the chatty. Okay. We're recording, by the way. I just figured. Yeah. Um... So, yeah, it was uh, something about a New York Times article about Beyonce's Coachella performance. All right. And it focused on the people holding up their cameras at events instead of watching the events. Yeah. I'm familiar with this. I'm like, yeah, that is a huge problem. It is a problem. I've noticed that phones take something else away from events as well. I'm a wrestling fan. And you think back 10 to 15 years ago when one of the big stars like The Rock or Steve Austin would climb up on the turnbuckle and pose, it really added something to see all these flashbulbs going off. Yeah. But you don't see that now. It's just people holding up phones. Yeah. It just kind of detracts from... And they're recording, too, so they're kind of doing this whole thing where they're kind of living life behind the screen rather you know, than it's like funny. experiencing I, the moment. I saw that at Evo a little. Yeah? That old school like flashbulb feeling that's cool because it's darker yeah 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 you know it's a darker event yeah the stage is even kind of dark so i did have that vibe and okay. it was kind of like it felt like you were watching a boxing match it adds a big fight feel yeah to whatever's going on yeah i miss that in wrestling huh should i get freaks fake uh strobe lights definitely at the shack uh news world championship and yes, the shack news, basically we're building a shack news arena the yes. shack battle arena right right we're gonna tear it down i'm gonna be so sad when we tear down the shack battle arena because <laughs> it'll be like i finally did it there it is yeah this has been on your uh checklist for a while yeah we have to do this yeah this is like this is the thing that this is the thing that people who listen to our podcast get to hear about and that that's what uh yeah. shackers are now starting to love about our show yep is they're like, oh, you don't listen to the Shaq cast. I've seen that a couple of times. Because people are like, Shaq News had a booth at PAX East? And the guy's like, someone doesn't listen to the Shaq cast. <laughs> Dude, yeah, if you're in chatty, this is like behind the scenes scoops. <laughs> or follow Bad Kitty on Twitter. That too. And she she like live, does live reactions. Did you see she had a bingo card? I saw that. Those are pretty impressive. Bad Kitty bingo? Yeah. By the way, bad, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm like Greg Burke over here. <laughs> uh, bad Kitty bingo um 
She won last year, last week. This year, really? Yeah. I easily. missed that. I mean, we talked about everything. Oh, yeah, that's true. That was a loaded podcast. Greg was on it. Donovan was on it. We yes. talked about Star Wars. Wars. Did Zelda come up? Probably. Multiple times. Multiple times. By the way, it just came up. Oh, yeah. So, boom. But we didn't say which Zelda. <gasps> you know what yesterday was? The a anniversary. Link to the past, the anniversary. I of course know. I know. The game's so good. Yes, it Everyone is. Everyone should play it. If you haven't played it, play that game. Uh, you know it's what? an I, excellent game. I'd love to play it on virtual console. Oh. Hey, I have played it on virtual I console. I have too, On my I Wii U, which was an Switch. underrated console. Yeah, it was, actually. That's I all I'm on, saying. I played it on my 3DS. All this hatred about the virtual console. Nintendo's just like, you know what? We're busy. We're busy doing other stuff. You know me. I love my retro games. I love my gaming history. I just want the virtual console on Switch. I'm actually getting a little bit nervous about this because it seems like publishers are more interested in releasing collections, collections, yeah, and collections. spreading games out between collections. No collections. It's not. You're right. This is not. It's not happening. People, I want a virtual console too, but I get this virtual console will not be like the other ones. No, it's not. I was going to say, I think that the virtual console will go part and parcel with their network yeah. service. Yeah. And I think otherwise, like if you want to play games without having to subscribe to anything, you better hope that they release it as part of a collection or a standalone. Like virtual console, really, the name is kind of archaic. It's mm-hmm. always been eShop downloads. It's been eShop downloads for a while. Like, I know, but it was a brand, sub brand. Oh, I know. And I love the retro it. games. I'm just saying they're starting to like phase it out but my point is there's a perfectly serviceable virtual console available to all of you it's just not oh it is portable it 3DS. is 3ds yeah I've, i was i just 3DS said I played, has a uh, great virtual console library and if does. you really are dying for these games which aren't graphically that impressive no you right can play you don't need this beautiful switch screen for it. you can play it on your 3ds yeah that works just fine. and it's cheap you can get a 2DS XL for like nothing right now. Yeah, the the new clamshell design too. Right. Yeah. And with this like huge platform of of games. Yeah. So my whole counter to it is like, if you really want portable VC, I feel your pain. Yeah. I've come to the realization it's not coming. Hey, everything on Switch. But I th- I think it. I think I mean we kind of said this, but it's coming in just a different form. I don't know if they'll ever even call it Virtual Console. Oh, right? I don't think they will. That's my whole thing. Like I remember when Nintendo launched Wii games on Wii U. Yeah. They weren't like, oh, the Wii is on Virtual Console. They said there are now Wii eShop games. Yeah. So, so they've already kind of moved to retire that brand. What do you, What do you think is the easiest lever for them to pull? Wii U eShop games. But they haven't done that. They just keep yeah. DXing these games. They do, yeah. Which I'm fine with, actually, because like this is that's something I think you and I talked about probably around this time last year when we knew Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is coming uh-huh. out. There were a ton of great Wii U games that were appreciated, but also that were undervalued. Yeah. And so Nintendo... That's why I'm kind of surprised they might be moving towards Smash 5. I feel like there's still money to be made with Smash 4. Uh-huh. But if they want to just like move on, because I guess Bayonetta broke that game, yep. I can understand wanting to just move on. Yeah, the DLC broke the balance of that game. Yeah. And I got some of it, not all of it. I got Ryu. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think I ever bought Bayonetta, though. Cloud so I, also. I, yeah, I didn't get Cloud. A lot of the DLC was OP, and yeah. I wonder if it was intentional to make people want to buy those. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I don't know smash four meta um, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah um no we're not going to get a virtual console I don't i've come to grips are. with it you know and that's okay because what we're gonna get is gonna something different yeah and i'm okay with that the the other thing i think i think an easy lever for them to pull because you look at they have uh donkey kong country tropical freeze yes coming out next month yep 
And they have Captain Toad's Treasure Tracker that's coming out. Is that also May or is that July? I don't know. Okay. It's sometime soon. Yeah. I'm actually planning on getting both of those. I missed them on Wii U. Oh, dude. I I bought Donkey Kong for Wii U, but it was very hard. Yeah. And I stopped playing it. Um, I'm all about I that. beat Toad's Treasure Tracker and I, I made it. Do I, can I spoil that game for Go you? Go ahead and spoil that game. You can play through it with Toadette. Really? So I, yeah, I started playing through it with Toadette. Very also. cool. Yeah, it's like a, it's like an extra like new game plus kind of thing. I wanted that. I don't remember why I skipped that game, but I loved the Captain Toad levels in Mario 3D World. I think it got like a nine out of ten to check or something. Yeah, it was like very good game. Like the appeal of the game of just that type of level appealed to me for for whatever reason. I I passed on it, and now I'm just glad it's coming to Switch. May is actually going to be a big month for me, and it's like all ports. I'm getting DK Tropical Freeze, Dark Souls, Dark Souls. Uh, what else is coming out? Oh yeah, Street Fighter 30th anniversary, which I'm very excited. That's about. coming out in May. That's on. That's in May. Oh man, people are gonna kick the crap out of me. Yeah, I suck at that game. And all of them. And all of them. Uh, I'm probably gonna get the Mega Man Legacy Collection again, probably because, well, Capcom. Wow, this, what is going on? Uh, <laughs> Capcom uh, is putting Legacy Collections one and two together, <laughs> so you have all ten games in one package. Finally. Yeah. But they're countering that with, I think, Mega Man X Collection is in two packages. Yeah. So Capcom's still Capcoming all over the place. Oh, well. Exactly. Yeah. But, you know, it's at least you're getting those games. Okay. For everyone listening, Lola finally found her Bobo. There was a search going on. It fell. And she found it. I told you. She ultimately, so, she forgot about it. She knocked it over. It yeah. fell. And then a search ensued. I was like, what is going on? Because she was like trying to like nose my body out of the way. Like, I'm trying to work here. I'm trying to look for a missing object now she has it now she has it yeah everything's okay but yep. she still wants your attention so yeah i guess we'll start the show <laughs> okay <laughs> what are we opening with um, What do you want to do god of war oh you talk packs a little let's do packs that's yeah that's true or food food what is it who's our sponsor this week hmm. i've been doing euro gyros again well, let's do euro gyro okay because last night i I wanted to get Eurogyro, but mm. I got Swenson's. Oh, okay. I might be getting Swenson's today. That's a good trade-off, right? Yeah, yeah that is. <laughs> well, it's it's conveniently located from where we record the Shackcast, the Swenson's. It's and El Rincon. Yes, they're both like right there. Yeah, I got uh, Swenson's raspberry milkshake. It's fantastic because mm. they're the only one around. I've found that sells the raspberry milkshake, so I had to try it. Yeah, they do strawberry, vanilla, chocolate. Yeah, peanut butter. Peanut butter. Mint, I think, is a special occasion thing. But, yeah, but still, like, if you look at them, and I think they have a, a Christmas or a Thanksgiving blend, too. Like Pumpkin they, pie. Yeah, they do a pumpkin pie one. That's really good, yeah. Like, I think in October, November, and December. But that's, so that's the weird thing. Like, you can get a lot of those almost anywhere. Yeah. But raspberry shakes are actually pretty yeah. rare. And for when Swenson's, I went there, like, a week or so ago, and I was like, oh, raspberry shake, add one. And it was really good. Okay, well, Swenson's isn't our sponsor, but no. at least we figured out who they are. Yes. Now we'll start the show. Okay.
Welcome to the Shackcast, the official Shack News podcast of Shack News. Woo! I'm your host, Asif Khanum, CEO, editor in chief, chief puppy wrangler, but not this week because Lola's on David's lap, freaking yes. out. She hasn't seen him in a while. David yeah. Craddock, our long reads editor, yes, making the long trek across the mean streets <sighs> of Canton, Ohio. It's a Clevelandy day out there. Oh, it is, man. It is Clevelandy as fuck outside. It is so funny. Amy was complaining <laughs> about the weather. She's like, "Oh, it's going to get cold again." I'm like, "Have you lived in Ohio?" <laughs> of course. Like yesterday, it was in like the mid 60s. A few days before that, it was it in hit the mid 82. Yeah, on Friday, and I w- I reveled in it, man. I got I outside. Like, I was like 82 degrees. Yeah, I opened the windows. It was great. I'm pretty sure there's snow forecast for tomorrow. But tomorrow then, it will snow. Hashtag Northeast Ohio. It snowed do? last Monday. It's snowing this Monday. Yep. But the tide has turned. Yes. Last week, the snow didn't really uh, accumulate. That's true. And that's the key. Yeah. For me, if the snow's accumulating, we have a problem. Yeah. If it's not, I'm like, eh, it's just like heavier rain. Yeah. At this point, like it, oh no, it's rain. Big deal. As long as we don't have icy roads, I'm fine. Yeah. That like 36 degrees and sleet is my least favorite weather in Ohio. Yeah, I hate that. I hate that. That's the worst. Yeah. I'll take 28 and snow over that. Mm-hmm. Agreed. And that's where we're at right now. That's about, yeah, tomorrow, in fact. We'll yeah. be there tomorrow. Too. I'm like, I hate that. Yeah. That's, that's the part I hate about this weather. I'm staying inside tomorrow. It's decided. It's funny. I saw this meme. It was like, I'm not going outside until the temperature is above my age. <laughs> and I was like, that was so me a couple weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yep. Yeah. But yeah, this was I think the tide has turned. I also think Ohio winters are weak relative to what they used to be. This year was like the worst one in a while, quote unquote. You know, just relative. It starts later. It starts a lot later. This year it started in December, but I remember back when they would start in like October. October. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. what I mean. Like we used to have two more months of this. Yeah. That's what I'm like, yeah, this isn't that bad. Global really warming's not. not that bad in Ohio. There were more days this year where it snowed harder and longer, you know, for adverse conditions. Yeah. But uh, a lot of that happened in January during my sabbatical, so I just didn't leave the house anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, whatever, do your thing. Yeah, just Ohio. The, that's my thing. If you work from home, yeah. the Ohio winter's not that bad. It's really not. And also, like, I think Canton is a very convenient place to live. It is. Everything's, like, very... It's like a SimCity town. I've noticed that everyone... I think you do this. I, d- I definitely do. We shop in like plazas. Like if I have to go for one thing, I can usually get three others in the same vicinity. Oh, yeah, easily. Like I have a Target, a Giant Eagle, a GameStop, and several restaurants in the same plaza. Oh, yeah. You know. Starbucks. Yep. yep. And usually like a Walmart really close by to mm-hmm. that. So Which is yeah. also has like a little subset plaza too. Yeah. I'm thinking of the one near Canton Center. Like you have the Walmart uh-huh. Super Center, and then there's the strip mall of what used to be the stores from uh, Canton, Canton Center. Center. Yeah. Rip. Yeah. Can't center, man. Ugh. What happened? Ugh. Did I I don't know if I told you this. The that first was where you used to hustle, right? I kind of. <laughs> I worked at Walden Books in Belden Village. Yeah. But we used to we had two calendar kiosks. We had one in Belden Village down the corridor near like Sears, I think. But then we also ran one at Canton Center. And one year, the first Christmas I worked at the store, which was two thousand one, <laughs> they had two employees from the Canton Center kiosk, a mother and a daughter steal and then just leave. So my manager was like, okay, Dave and one other person, a friend of mine, Daisy, uh, we were the two lowest on the totem pole. So she would open all day and I would be there from like two to close. And this is Christmas hour. So I'm there from yeah. like two to like 11 o'clock. Oh, geez. I had like maybe five or six transactions a day. 
Ugh. It was actually a great Christmas break. I read so many books just while you're over those two weeks. Yeah, while you're sitting at the kiosk, yeah, the center. And it was a weird thing because like they they only really could justify one person at a time. So like if you have to go to the bathroom and you need to go get food, you just like leave everything. But it's Can Center, so no one was there to steal. So and it this was, was back in two thousand one. Okay, so this was after it had already the bubble had already burst in yes. that mall. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because I was gonna say like before there used to be people there at least. Yeah. Like, there were, but nominally, it's people just kind of trickle up and down the hallways. That was it. Yeah. That's sad. Yeah. Rip. Pour one out for Canton Center Mall. Yeah. Belton Village Mall isn't even called Belton Village anymore. Isn't it? No. It's it, like it's like uh, Westfield at Belton Village. Yeah, okay. For a while, you know, it was Belton Village, and then it was West... Westfield or Westgate Mall, one yeah, of the two. I don't know. And now it's Westfield or Westgate at Belton Village. Yeah, because there is a big sign that says, like, BV. Yeah. And I was I'm like, hey, it's the hey, BV, it's BV mall. It's the Brittany Vincent mall. That's right. Uh, but, yeah. So, as you guys can tell, I'm back in Ohio. I got my dog fighting me right now. Yeah. I don't have your toy. Where's your Bobo? Hey, Pooper, where's your toy? Oh, there it is. Now I have it. And you can't have it. Too bad. She is so upset right now. Yeah. She's like, what do you mean? It's mine. So yeah, I'm back. Guess from where? Boston. I'd never Boston. been to Boston. First time. First time. Wow. Yeah. And uh, you're pretty well traveled. I am pretty. I, I mean, I, I go to the same places a lot. Yeah. I haven't really. I, I'm not really much of an international traveler. You went to Japan last fall. That's true. And I'm going back this fall. Okay. Because my best friend lives there and Tokyo Game Show. Right. So I'm like, every year, I don't know. Let's, maybe we'll have a booth there. That'd be insane. That would be insane. Wow. <laughs> Live streaming from the Tokyo, from the TGS show floor. That'd be intense. Yeah, that would. On the two public days? The logistics Dude, alone would be uh, the, t- the public days are terrifying. Really? More so than E3 was last year? It's the more so than any American convention I've ever been to. Wow. It is so crowded. It's like everyone in Japan that loves video games has two days to come check out video games and they go to that show. Wow. It's very, very busy. Yeah. And just packed and it's just crowded. Like I if you were a journalist and you only could go to the public days, Ugh. you could not get anything accomplished. No. Uh you would wait in line all day to play Monster Hunter. Or you you know, like you, there's like you know, yeah. E three usually e3 the two days that are open 10 to 6 you maybe can do two demos yeah and eat lunch yeah this is if you don't have appointments and all that i'm just saying if you're a public yeah attendee, yeah, yeah yeah uh tokyo game show i imagine you're either, if you want to wait for a triple a game that's all you do that day yep that's what happened uh, two, remember two years ago we saw the lines for breath of the wild uh-huh last year there was, there was a huge line for mario odyssey <laughs> yeah um and that's why i strategically placed Shack News booth near Nintendo, so I, the morn, in the morning I can sprint directly there. That's right. From our booth. That worked. And I got hands-on with Mario. I was second in line nice. at one of the kiosks. Very nice. Uh, and then I wrote my tinfoil hat stra- uh, theory that it was a, all a VR hologram world, and Th- it wasn't. This is becoming your specialty, because you followed this up with the uh, uh, Sea of Thieves should have been a, a Donkey Kong game. Which isn't so tinfoil hat. It could have been really. Now that I think, that, I think I'm getting better yeah. at reining in my tinfoil hat theories. I enjoy them. Yeah. Though. Uh, yeah. It's been, I, I, every time like I, I eat a banana and see a thieves, I'm like, yeah, 
This is totally a Donkey Kong. You're game. eating a banana from the horde. Donkey Kong is going to be pissed. But it's great. It's becoming its own game, man. I, I think Sea of Thieves is underrated. We streamed a lot of it at PAX. I saw that. I saw uh, that. Chips Ahoy paid us yeah. to do promoted streams. That how how I love the um, synergy there. Chips Her, Ahoy. Yeah. Sea of Thieves Ahoy. You know, I love it. Whoever did that marketing deal was just brilliant. Yep, that worked out. I'm like, I'm happy for them. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was, it, it, it worked out for us too. Yep. It helped lower the cost of the booth. Uh, we had controllers to give away. Sea of Thieves controllers. Yes. Which I'm thinking of just not giving away and keeping one. <gasps> no, nah, I have to. Yeah. Uh, Shacker's won, so that was always good. Okay. When you do a Twitch stream, I'm always worried that because Shacker won't win. Yeah. Some lurker. It's just John Jaboofer from yeah. Wisconsin or something. <laughs> Jaboofer. I'm like, I don't want to give John Jaboofer some controller, <laughs> yeah, but like Skankor, sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, like yeah. Manside, sure. Absolutely. Luchi Dobra, who watches our streams all the time. Yes. Like, yeah, like, that's, those are the people I want to support. Right. The other cool thing that happened during PAX, we got our sub button. Oh, that's right. So we have 99 subs on Twitch right now. Mm -hmm. so that's pretty awesome. It is. We're on our way. Yeah. Uh, that's a huge, that's another revenue stream yep. that we didn't have last year. That could be big for us. That's so. pretty cool. Yep. So I'm I'm excited about that and what we're doing, uh, just in general with the uh, with our Twitch. Mm -hmm. I think we're we're viewing it differently than an influencer or streamer would. Yeah. Because we're an entity. Right. You know. So we use it for special events coverage. We wanna we wanna be a news channel for them. Right. More than just your regular gameplay stuff. Yeah. But at the same time, we can do that. And we have early access to games, so we do things like please take a look. Or I do like the addition of news. I think that's an area on, uh, that is sorely lacking on Twitch because it, it right. again, as you say, it's mostly influencers and entertainers. Yeah, I think uh, kind of funny with what they kind of took from Up at Noon. Yeah, at yeah, IGN. yeah. Mm -hmm. They're the closest we have to that. The Bombcast kind of does stuff like that, mm -hmm. but really, outside of those guys, like I don't see yeah. a whole lot of the younger people on Twitch doing that. Right. Uh, but I think there's there's a room for us to have our voice Absolutely. in that kind of coverage space. Absolutely. So, yeah, I'm excited for, for what's going on on our Twitch channel. Plus, I mean, um, I don't think any other sites were streaming from the PAX show floor, right? That's it was, right. It was just no, Shack News. Yeah, no one... That in and of itself is a huge niche. Yeah, like no IGN, no GameSpot, no... Yeah. I mean, Giant Bomb rarely streams uh, from the show floor. Uh, sometimes Kind of Funny will be somewhere... They'll have a sponsor and right. they'll stream from places. A lot of the folks who are on those sites did panels instead. Yeah. So, you know, they were there. Right. It's just that they didn't think to do what we were doing. Well, yeah, I like that. I like that not everyone is doing the same thing. That's sort of the problem you would run into at E3 before streaming was a thing. Yeah. Everyone would play the same games, write more or less the same hands-on previews. Now you have the opportunity to diversify, which I like. Yeah, but you have to be willing to step up to the plate it's yep. just funny that like cbs interactive owns the two other sites that will be streaming from the show floor at e3 right and then there's us yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then there's us you know it's like and I, I don't know what twitch is doing i know microsoft has a mixer thing going on yeah that's the other thing happening is that like giant corporations are powering these streaming things. So Microsoft has Mixer. Right. And Amazon has Twitch. Right. And the, the, the thing that happened recently that I think has really taken Twitch to a new level mm -hmm. is Amazon Prime subs. 
Yes. The concept that you can attach your Amazon account to your Twitch account, get Twitch Prime, which means you don't have ads, and then each month you can donate one free sub. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So that's like you can just give Jeff Bezos' money to people. Yeah, like John Jaboofer. Yeah, right? Or yeah. us. Or us. So what I just said, go do that. Go and then do give that us for Shaq your News. Sub. Do it for Shaq News. Yeah, exactly. Dude, when I changed the, the motto or the slogan, yeah, I don't know what the difference is. <laughs> people were like, what are you doing? This is a horrible slogan. Not my Shaq News. It's catching on. It is. I'm seeing other sites using the. Ha- I'm seeing game developers hatch, hashtag it at me. Do it for sure. It's happening. News. Tim Sweeney said it. Did he really? At the end of my interview. Oh, you that's got, right. That's you right. The GDC. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, GDC yeah. interview. Yeah. With Tim Sweeney is awesome. Okay. And it, it's it's on their YouTube right now. I, I kind of saved it because we had a flood of uh, GDC content. Yes. I was like, we're going to end with the Tim Sweeney one when we, put, when we move it live. Cool. And yeah, it was. He talks about AR, he talks about VR, he talks about how Unreal Engine is um, powering creatives, mm-hmm. uh, either from the side, like the standpoint of someone who's maybe making a movie or someone who's making cars. Right. He talked about Ferrari pushed Unreal to have a carbon fiber material oh, in their engine. That's cool. Because he was like, yeah, you know, a game developer, if we don't have carbon fiber, they can just use some other material. Right. It's no big deal to them. But a car company is like, no, we want that. Yeah. And it's just that was an interesting moment in that interview because I was like, wow, Unreal is now becoming this language for engineering. Right. Not just game development. Yeah. That's huge for them. That is huge. Uh, and it's cool because then because of that, we get cool carbon fiber uh, textures to use in our games now. <laughs> That's right. So it's like it's this weird thing that like I, I think it's I always admire companies that build their own engines because mm-hmm. it really means that you're like you take your game super seriously. It does. And it's, it's also a huge investment because it's so it's it's so easy to just license something. But if you build it in-house, you can really tailor your games and your tech to your games. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the PAX was it was cool because we I, I tried to balance um, indies with AAA. Mm-hmm. So we had the Messenger devs stop by. Mm-hmm. We had Floor Kids stop by. Yeah. Did you see that stream? I did. I had the Musician versus the des- the art designer <laughs> yeah that's pretty cool and then and remember we were talking about on a previous episode it was yeah. there is a battle mode so we can battle oh cool yeah so they they had never battled before in the game and they did it on our channel that's awesome they were our neighbors they were like right across from the phantom doctrine nice so i, I was walking by they had these cool little cabinets man like custom arcade cabinets that said floor kids on them mm-hmm. and when the switch was docked it had a built-in speaker i love that oh man that's cool it was super cool uh and you could yeah you were able to play with the devs like all three of like i think it was like four of them were like all there nice um i saw a lot of people stop by their booth and it's cool because like i don't think it sold very well mm-hmm. kind of went under the radar mm-hmm. and they're coming to uh steam i think they're coming to xbox so they're expanding beyond just switch but give floor kids a try if, yeah. you, if, if you're out there it's a really fun and you want like a music based game that kind of reminds you of parappa the rapper or yeah elite beat agents in a way yeah 
it's kind of a combination of those. Um, but yeah, I think it's it's a uh, it was fun. So stuff like that, and then on top of that, we had Player Unknown stop by, mm-hmm. and we had uh, Nick Chester from uh, Epic Games stop by. Right. Uh, we had Suda stop by. Your friend now. I know we're buddies. Yeah. At the end of the interview, I ask him, I'm like, so where can we find out more about, you know, Travis Strikes Again? Yeah. He's like, just go to Shack News. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I need to clip that. Yes. Just go to Shack News. <laughs> you know? And during our GDC interview, I also got him to say, do it for Shack News. Yes. I've had Brendan Green, Player Unknown, say, do it for Shack News in Japan. That's what was funny. That's right, that's this right. is the second time I've interviewed him. First time was at uh, Tokyo Game Show, right? Mm-hmm. And I was just shot in the dark because, like, no devs were there. Right. Very few wanted to talk to anyone who was American because mm-hmm. there was no very few translators. I brought my own translator, and people, some people would talk to us, but very few. Mm-hmm. So I was like, it was kind of a desert for interviews. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, player unknowns here. Yeah, I'm gonna email his PR, see if he'll meet up. So he's like, I think it was day three mm-hmm. of the. That sounds of TGS. right. Yeah, and that's the first public day. Oh, yeah. Oh, so we met outside of the convention at a Starbucks, and I shot the interview in like this ha- this entryway. I didn't realize that. Yeah, that's hilarious. So it's funny. When I met him, I'm like, yeah, we met at Starbucks in Tokyo. <laughs> He's like, yeah, that's right. Oh, man. Uh, so, yeah, this was a little different. You know, he was the first time on the live stream with us. Right. Um, I thought that was a delightful interview. Mm-hmm. I got to call out RPS. Yeah. Uh, which that's is always right. fun. That's right. They they responded. Alice responded. Alice responded. Former uh, Shaq News editor. She had Alice to. O'Connor, yeah. She saw, she saw it. She had to have seen it and was just like. I have to do this. Yeah. I have to retaliate. <laughs> but I think we've won the war. When you have the dev tell you that, that calling it Plunk Bat is stupid. <sighs> now I'm just waiting for John Romero to fess up and say it's Gib. I know, right? After yeah. all these years. Yeah. You know what? We should run an April Fool's story where that's the headline. That's Oh, we should. <laughs> oh, we should. Okay, that's on deck for next year. Next year. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Next year's April Fool's headline today. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think that would be funny. Uh, yes. He would he would enjoy that. <laughs> but yeah, so it was it was fun. I, I thought we we did a really great job of uh balancing who we had there and yeah. also just asking good questions. Mm-hmm. You know, there were some limitations for some of the devs that stopped by, but you know, that's going to happen. That's always the case. Yeah. And then Greg had, uh, I think it's Ben Brody. There's a Brode. Brode. From, He's uh, Warcraft. Lead, yeah. No, uh, or Hearthstone. Hearthstone. That's the lead right. developer of Hearthstone. Right. And then I, I, Daniel, I can't remember his last name from wow. Also stopped by. Okay. I but think I mixed those up. That yeah. was the first time we've ever had blizzard on our stream. That's cool. You know, so it was it was pretty major. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then we had uh, Trailblazers stop by. Yeah, that that game, dude, that game's good. <laughs> it's good. It's not F Zero. Nothing's F Zero no. until I get F Zero. I will keep talking about F Zero. You should. Um, it's not F Zero. I know, Lola. It's not, but it's close. It's the closest I've seen, and it has this cool paint mechanic. Yeah. So it's team-based racing. 
And if you lay down paint for your teammate and they drive over the paint, you get turbo. You oh, to go cool. faster. So it's this weird, like, you want to paint over the ma- the level as much as possible. It's like Splatoon. It's like Splatoon meets F-Zero. Because yeah. it's a, definitely a futuristic racer with a drift mechanic. Right. You know, very sharp turns. You know, like, those 90-degree turns in F-Zero that just piss you off. Yes. it's It's got a lot of that. Um, but it's also team-based, which I think is really cool. Run, it ran in split-screen on Switch, great. Cool. Uh, you know, I, I think uh, it's going to be interesting. And then we also had Rico. It was all from Rising Star Games. Rico stopped by. That game is like a shell, a cell shaded um, shooter co-op, and you're basically a SWAT team trying to like stop terrorists from blowing up a building. Mm-hmm. And it's really fun. Cool. And it was on Switch. Nice. I'm like, huh? Yeah. These are going to be interesting games. Yeah. Uh, and they're both split screen that worked on Switch. So that's kind of the, you said you noticed a tendency where when you would ask developers when this game was coming out, what it's on, they were saying Switch and Steam. Yeah. Right? Like those are the two leads in a lot of cases. Yeah. Because there's the largest addressable markets for them. And also, I, I think maybe not the case with PlayStation. PlayStation has 70 some million units. Yeah, but it's, it's sort of a different scene though. Like exactly. I think indie developers in particular are targeting Switch and Steam. I think there's there's now going to be data a year into Switch mm-hmm. that you can point to that people on Switch have this proclivity to buying indie games. Yeah. Um, because they hadn't been able to have portable indie games like this, really, uh, in a lot of cases. Like, right. I know Shovel Knight was on 3DS, but a lot of indies didn't do what they're doing with Steam and uh, 3DS. That and, you know, in the case of the Vita, I think the Vita was a good mm-hmm. kind of haven for indie games. The problem was a lot of consumers would look at it and go, well, it's still a Vita. They didn't want to pay for yeah. that just to get some portable indie games. Whereas now, Switch, you have console, tri- you know, AAA quality games uh, that usually find a home on consoles. And you also have great indie games that and you can play all this stuff anywhere. Yep. And so, yeah, I was, that was a game where, I I'm actually I had a blast playing Rico and the the cool thing about our stream was when we could we were playing the game with the devs yeah that was fun I saw that and I think that's just a great idea yeah you know it's like they're dev plays you're playing with the dev you're talking about the game while you're playing it the dev gets to see me screw up right I broke some games I <laughs> uh, the Suda interview had all sorts of stuff go wrong at the beginning because the Joy-Con was losing connectivity right. It was it was either a charging issue or it was because where we placed the switch. Mm-hmm. I, being the ever prepared briefcase man, yes, pulled two we or Switch Pro controllers out of my briefcase, and Suda played nice. No more heroes with me using my controller. There you go on you his should. switch. That's awesome. That's how you do it for Shack News. That's right. Uh, so yeah, it was it was he was so apologetic because we were having problems with the controller, <laughs> and I was like, no, don't worry about it, man. Like we got this. Yeah. And uh, the game's great. I'm glad that I'm glad game's that. gonna be fun. And I asked him. I asked a couple people about F Zero. This is becoming a trend with me. It's my F Zero <laughs> obsession is spilling out of the Shack cast into my interviews. Yes. I asked Tim Sweeney if an F Zero battle royale would be interesting. Mm-hmm. he's like yeah i think the idea of a battle royale i actually tweeted this last night i was like rogue squadron battle royale sure right 
Yeah. I'd play the shit out of that. Dog fights, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like why Battle Royale is gonna just explode beyond FPS it's, genre. It's a very mutable mode. Yeah. It's a new mode. Mm-hmm. And it's just watch. Yep. Just watch what's gonna happen. Where uh this week Lawbreakers came out or not Lawbreakers, uh actually since we spoke last on the podcast, uh Boss Key sunsetted lawbreakers yes they said we're done developing lawbreakers moved and, on to that, radical heights and they released radical heights right which is a battle royale game mm-hmm. and it's doing from better than quake champions <laughs> which is not a really great bar no but quake champions is still in early access i guess radical heights is in alpha it's a free-to-play alpha early access game that is redundant as hell but yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> Come on, Cliffy. <laughs> it didn't ship with female. Or the other. Uh, it didn't ship with female characters, but they just they're gonna patch them next week. Okay, so cool. That's kind of interesting. Yeah, that's cool. I wish them all the I wish them all the the luck in the world because they have talent. Yeah, you know that's a talented studio. Lawbreakers is a good game. It's just mm-hmm. it, sometimes sometimes you hit, sometimes you miss. It's a different creative director than Cliff. Oh, okay. Yeah, so they're okay. they're letting someone else take the reins on the game. Cool. Which I think is cool because now Cliff gets to be CEO. He has to cheer on the game. Yeah. He doesn't have to be completely invested in it. Right. He doesn't have to do press junkets. I think he's he's backing away because he's kind of been knocked over. Mm-hmm. But the company's surviving, so I'm happy about yeah, that. Yeah, that's for awesome. Now. Congratulations to those guys. Yeah, so I, I, I'm cheering on Bosky. I want them to do it for Shaq News. Yes. You know, and like I don't I don't ever root for any studio's demise. No. You know, because like yeah. it's just a waste of energy when you're when you love games. Yeah. Um. So yeah, here's here's something coming out that I'm super excited about. God of War. Yes. This game got a nine out of ten at Shack News. Mm-hmm. Ozzy Mejia wrote the review. You should you should go read it. Yeah. So I haven't review. played the game. David hasn't played the game. Mm-mm. Ozzy and Bill on our staff. Bill Lavoy. Yeah. Uh, they have played it. Bill's playing through it. Uh, you know, he's doing some guide work. Yeah. Ozzy's playing through it. He reviewed the game. He beat the game in about 22 hours, but Ozzy is a freak of nature. Yeah. What people don't realize about Ozzy is he, he was a game tester. Yeah. So this guy can just chug through games <laughs> if he has to. Yeah. He, he's also a guy that doesn't have to. That's why I think he also like admires speedrunners and stuff like that. Sure. Um, which I do too. Like, how can you not love a speedrunner? Right. Rip Billy Mitchell. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's not really a speedrunner. King of Kong, King Throne, King of None. Yep. Nothing. Uh, I don't know. He was he was kind of a dick. Kind of. <laughs> Did you ever interview him? I know I've never interviewed him. I watched King of Kong. I read interviews with yeah. him. Have you talked to him? No. no. I've never met him or spoken to him. But yeah, King of Kong paints a picture for, of him. And then I've just talked to other people in the industry who have interacted with him, and yeah, he's just an unpleasant human being, apparently. Well, what goes around comes around, Billy Mitchell. I know. Don't cheat at Donkey Kong. No. What the fuck's wrong with you? Honestly. So uh, God of War comes out this Friday. 420. I'm pretty excited about it. I think I was telling you before the podcast, this is probably the first AAA release of the year I've looked forward to. You know what I'm excited about? Mm. I bought that hoary uh, Xbox-looking PS4 controller. Yeah, that's right. This is the first time I'm going to get serious use out of it. Yeah. Because I hate the PS4 controller. You do. But boy, do I like 
high quality PS4 games. So is this is that controller by the way? Is it more like the 360 or the one controller? Because there's some subtle differences. I guess it's similar to the one. Okay, that's cool. I didn't really like the 360 controller. I know a lot of people did. Yeah, that D-pad was unforgivable to me, and it also felt too big and clunky. Yeah, but I really like the Xbox. The Xbox One controller is one of my favorite controllers ever. Yeah, and I, I looked at your pad, and I'm like, man, if, it, if that feels like an Xbox One controller, I would totally spring for one of those for my PS4. Also, yeah, I mean, I had to import it. Yeah, but I'd sp- I'd I'd spring for it. It's though. worth it. It's so worth it. Yeah, I can play games for an extended period of time on my PS4 now. Yeah, not hate my life. Right. Uh, I I just. I think I'll be better at sports games too with it. I just I'm I'm more used to playing with the Xbox controller. Right. Uh I just I never had a PS1. Mhm. I had a friend that did, but I never did. Did you have a 2? Yeah. Only because I got it for less than $300. Mm-hmm. Um somehow I had a PS3 and then my data got hacked so I barely played it. So really the only the only system before the four that I played a lot of from PlayStation was the two. Okay. And I didn't like that controller either. Yeah. I don't like the duels. I don't like where the sticks are. I like offset analogs. That's my beef. I don't, I don't mind them, but I guess I've never really like been super, I'm, I'm more used to the dual shock than anything else, especially from last generation because souls started on that console. Yeah. So I'm used to it, but I prefer, Xbox One. So yeah, you have to let me know how that controller works out for you. I, yeah, I am. I'm digging it, but I'm gonna play the fuck out of God of War with that, and I will be streaming God of War. I on Friday. Yeah, I've never been like, I'm not really a character action fan. I guess that's how you classify games like God of War and Bayonetta. Yeah, sure. I liked the first God of War, but it got a little too difficult and and uh, frantic for me. Mm-hmm. Um. But I'm interested in this one. The story looks cool. The presentation looks cool. And they're taking combat in such in a different direction while keeping God of War staples, like really hard-hitting violence. Well, yeah, that's why, going back to like why I like this game or the series, mm-hmm. the scale of the boss battles was groundbreaking. It was. It's kind of like Shadows of the Colossus, mm-hmm. or Shadow of the Colossus. Uh, but yeah, I, I think the scale... And the combat yeah. are some of the best I've ever seen in gaming. As an at extension, the time. yeah, and as an extension, I love the scale of the world. Mm-hmm. Like I liked the boss fights too, but I really, I think those, like my memories of those, are kind of marred in quick time events. Like God of War is when, oh, I know, God it, of War and Resident Evil Four really kind of popularized. Oh no, time events. big time! And I, 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 Sony just gets they just they they like QTE. That's I don't. Like, <laughs> I mean, oh, I know. Yeah. It's a very divisive thing. Yeah. And it was funny because the addition of quick time events to Madden is why I gave it a 9 out of 10. Really? Because it, in, it makes sense in a campy story yeah, mode yeah, yeah, yeah. of a football game about a high school player and all of his struggles and shit. Right. It makes sense there. Mm-hmm. But you're right. Certain games, and that's why it got a 9 out of 10 here yeah. at Shaq, was that it goes too heavy on the QTE. At times. Yeah. QTE is a lazy way out of gameplay. But at the same time, it does things that you can't do, maybe, in your engine. So that's the thing. Like, I really liked it in Resident Evil 4 because it was used sparingly, but it made sense. Like, there are those scenes when you walk through a village and then you see, like, above you, some villagers push a boulder down a hill. And so Leon's running and you're, like, mashing buttons. And then you have to suddenly press a combination of buttons to jump to one side. Like, it made sense there. Yeah. And it lasts for, like, four seconds. Exactly. And then maybe you'll do it a little later. 
I also loved the knife fight near the end of that game. It was a mm-hmm. QT. It was very, very intense. But God of War happened constantly. How do you feel about the QTE in Naughty Dog games? Like Uncharted. I haven't really played much of Uncharted. It's not my thing. Last of Us? The Last of Us... I. They didn't if, really have it as they much. They didn't really have it as much, which I definitely preferred. Okay. That was a more active game. Like even stuff like Uncharted you had, to, had a decent amount of it throughout the series. I like I like the more active style of play in Last of Us where you you know, you might have to find cover, but then you're actually like taking pieces and parts and mixing like nail bombs and first aid kits and stuff, rather than using QTEs for a lot of that junk. I think why God of War gets away with it so well is that it balances it between the combat's just fun. It is. You know? Yeah. I just, I love killing shit as Kratos. Mm-hmm. He's great. He's he he's violent. Yeah. He is the opposite of Labo. <laughs> Which comes out the same day. But, but here's the thing. I love that in this, like, my, one of my issues with um, Kratos in the original games is that he was almost utterly unlikable and unsympathetic, which I didn't think was a big deal. Uh, like, those games were just fun to play, and it was fun to beat Kratos and, and trash some ancient, you know... Greek gods and stuff but uh I like that in this game they're actually exploring that like he actually has to be kind of a role model he can see his son I don't think it's his biological son I think I they've know. been talking about I don't I don't know that for sure I think they've been talking about that for a while but um it's it's one of those deals where Kratos is actually thinking like I don't want this kid to grow up to be me and I actually like that seems like a an interesting way to kind of fuse the storytelling and classic gameplay of God yeah. of War games so I'm interested I know I'm definitely gonna pick it up I'm also interested because it's Norse mythology. Yeah, that's and, cool too. And that's a completely that that's a great way to reboot this because mm-hmm. that means they could do it again with like Hindu mythology. Yeah, they could. It, it, I just I could see this go places. Yeah, where I'm like, that's cool. It's really funny because I know uh, Kevin Tucker, K Tuck on our staff was like, I, I don't know how I feel about God of War switching from Greek to Norse mythology. Well, he's, he, he's our resident Viking, I'm he, pretty sure. He is, but here's the thing, <laughs> what I was thinking about, um, I think that names, brands can come to mean more than what they started out meaning. Yeah. For example, Bioshock, bio, you know, shot yeah. in the water, and then Bioshock Infinite is in the sky. Like Bioshock just became a brand name. Yeah. And you just build a game off of that. Yeah. And it includes other staples. I think God of War can be that now. Like you, as you say, you can just play in all sorts of other mythological playgrounds and it'll work just as well. Yeah. I think that that's that was the realization they had was like instead of like, oh crap, now what do we do in Greek mythology? It's like, no. Yeah. We can do this somewhere else now. Exactly. Kratos can just be this like wandering badass. Yeah. That works for me. Yeah, that's what I think. Where he's not too deep, Mm -hmm. I think goes. it's in the favor of the game. It's like, you know, why Doom is so fun. Yes. You're a godless killing machine. Yeah. Uh, But you don't, even in Doom, you're kind of like a reluctant hero. Yeah. You know? Yeah, you're not out to save anything. You're just killing demons because that's what you do. Exactly. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, we're both excited for this game. Yes. Uh, Let's talk about some stuff we're not really that excited about, but happened. News. Okay. Sega. I knew that was coming. Yeah. Sega. 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 Yeah. Sanic. Look at Lola. She calmed down like, what? Sega? She's like, what is this Sega? She thought she was being yelled at. Right. Um, Shenmue 1 and 2 uh, I apparently right. are going to happen again. PS4 and Xbox One ports. Yeah. Not Switch? I don't think so. No. No. Mm. I don't care. Yeah, right? Yeah. Here's the, So here's the thing. <laughs> 
Shenmue was never really that interesting of a game to me, but I Speaking respect of QTE. it academically. Yeah, like the scope <laughs> of that game came out at a time when most RPGs had grand scope, such as like your Final Fantasy tens. I can't remember if ten was before or after Shenmue. It might have been a little bit after, but like they were mostly fantastical or sci-fi. Shenmue felt like a real world yeah. and had a grand scale that felt somewhat realistic, and I thought that was cool. It just was never my thing. I think it was ahead of its time. It was definitely ahead of its time, and, and you know what? It's it's player base as with all sega properties is very passionate yeah. and very excited about this but i i also did not i i wasn't like crazy about it it was yeah. a game on dreamcast that i definitely i i didn't get i i, I didn't buy but I played. Let's say that. Okay. Okay. Let's say that. I don't want to incriminate myself. I don't no. know where the statute of limitations no. on destroying the Dreamcast with that one oh, awesome CD that you could put in. Yeah. Remember yeah. that one awesome CD? For I the may Dream or may Gear? not remember that one awesome. CD. You remember that? I love. You I know may what, have just. I may have just left that in with <sighs> with Tony Hawk for the whole life of the console. I loved Virtua Tennis and Tennis Two K Two. Yeah, I actually bought Virtua Tennis. I did too. Yeah. Yeah, I own both those. I I bought uh, NFL Two K. Yeah, every, every year it was out. I owned most of my Dreamcast games. The problem is the Sega; it was there and gone in a blink. Yeah. So after a while, like when stores stopped selling it, you kind of had no choice but to look f- through other channels. But I, I loved Dreamcast. Yeah. I even like other ex- quirky experimental stuff like Seaman. Yeah, I, I that bought was that. fun. Yeah, I, I bought that, that too. game was brilliant. That was fun, but just Shenmue was like not my thing. But that's kind of like Dreamcast was almost a Nintendo console uh-huh. because it had a lot of AAA staples. Like it had. That was the first time I could play a, um, a first-person shooter on a console with a keyboard and mouse. Yeah. Because you could play Quake 3 and Unreal <laughs> Tournament 99 on it. Yep. Um, Do you remember playing Dreamcast players in Quake that were using the controller? Yeah. that was It was just mean. <laughs> it was so funny. The Dreamcast, you look at a little potato coming at me. The Dreamcast <laughs> was such a... Did you like the Dreamcast controller? That's a pretty divisive, divisive controller, actually. I did. I liked it. I thought it was comfortable, but I also thought key, it came out. The key was it was light. Yeah. If it wasn't if it wasn't light, it would have been a horrible controller. I felt the same way about the Wii U gamepad. It looks mm-hmm. like a brick, but it's actually very light yeah. and comfortable. Here's the thing. I liked the Dreamcast controller, but I felt like having six buttons in an era when most controllers had moved to eight kind of hurt it. It did. Uh, but yeah, I, I think it wasn't bad. I, I, I enjoyed my time with the Dreamcast and mm-hmm. Tony Hawk 2, man on yeah, the dreamcast that yeah. was the game where it was like yep dreamcast is better than everyone else oh also would you say the dreamcast was the first system to kind of have a second screen experience because of the vmu that was yeah. kind of a neat that was it kind was, of a it, it was, was additive of, once again ahead of his time <laughs> i really liked kind of like the wii u gamepad i liked the small <clears throat> simple implementations yeah <clears throat> playing resident evil 2 <clears throat> there you go, bad kitty. There's bingo, Resident Evil 2. <clears throat> I, don't could, know, um, I don't know if that's on her bingo card. Add it. Resident Evil 2 remake. But you could add, like on the VMU, you saw like your health. It's kind of <laughs> cool just to see it there. Lola, why are you going after David? She loves me. <laughs> yeah, good pup part. Uh, no, I, I don't know. It, the VMU was like so... So planned obsolete, or not even planned obsolete. It just was so old looking, even when you got it. It could have been cooler. I just really liked the idea of a memory card that worked in the controller. And again, 
the simple functions were best. Like being able to glance down and see my health in Resident Evil was like a cool, yeah. simple thing. Yeah. No, I got it. Because like, like definitely... on the Wii U gamepad, like when I'm when I'm, when you're sailing in Wind Waker, to not have to pause and look at a map is just a cool, simple little thing. No, I like right. that. You're right. It was the first second screen experience. Yeah. And like I said, the whole system was kind of ahead of its time, and so was Shenmue. Yeah. So yeah, I'm not super excited about that coming out again. No. I know people who are freaking out. And I'm sure we'll get some tweets. I'm sure we will. For us saying that we're not that excited about it. But, you know, good for you guys who like Sega. But that wasn't the only Sega news. What was no. this other nonsense that's coming out? It's a mini Mega Drive. Sega Genesis in, in the I'm States. pulling up the article because I, I want to know what's on this stupid thing. Well, I don't think I don't think that's known yet. I know as of right now, it's Japan only. They have not announced it for the States. What the hell? Yeah. The Mega Drive Mini. See, that's the thing. Because in Japan, the Sega Genesis was the Sega Mega Drive. But so we don't even know what games are on we it. We don't know what games are on it. We don't even know if it's coming here. It probably will. Because Sega stuff, retro stuff especially, still sells well here. It does. It does. They they got in. They did the mini consoles before Nintendo did. The problem is they were kind of slapdash. Yeah. Some of them didn't work that well. Like I think there was one that had Fantasy Star 2 on it, but you couldn't even save. Which like Why are you going to play Fantasy Star 2 if you can't save your progress? It's yeah. ridiculous. So but. Shenmue 1 and 2 are coming to PC as well. But not Switch, right? It's just PC, not PS4, Switch, yeah. Xbox. Okay. I just wanted to look that up because I, yeah. was, I was curious. Um, so yeah, there's your Sega hot take of the week. You're sitting on it. Oh, of course I am. Um, are you interested <laughs> in a Mega or Mini Genesis? If that were to come here, like, is that something you would pick no. up? I think for me, it's the same. Honestly, I felt... Like I, the super, the super NES classic for me was a must buy, but NES classic, my stance was if I'm in a store and I see one fat chance, but yeah. I'll buy it. That's kind of how I feel about the Genesis mini. There, were, there really is not a lot of Genesis games that I care to play today, but if I'm in a store and it's out in the States and I see one, I might pick it up, but I don't. I yeah, my allegiance is to Nintendo. It is, but here, here's the thing: like objectively, Sega got into re-releasing classics a long time before Nintendo did. For sure, like even as far back as PS. Like oh, I dude, have a Sega Genesis get, collection on PS2. You could get, I mean, even at like the grocery store, you could get like a twenty dollar Sega crappy box things. Yeah, that you could plug into your TV. Yeah. So I'm just yeah I'm not that's the thing super is, excited for it. I think this news is being met with kind of a tepid response because I can go to a store right now and buy a mini Sega Genesis and a handheld one. Yeah, with like eighty plus games on it. Yeah, I've looked more than twice at like getting a mini handheld Sega Genesis. Do you remember the Nomad? Do you remember that? Yeah, system? oh, I remember the Nomad. Kind of like well, one of those. That was like actually a good idea. It was. Sega had a lot of good ideas that they just supported the for like Nomad 5 seconds and then moved on. Was going to be a portable Genesis. It was that. I mean, that's you you put Genesis cartridge yeah, in the thing. That's a, that's the Switch. Yeah. It was the, the I think the real thing that the Switch did was it, a lot of people tried. Yeah. Switch was like we're going to just make one thing instead of this idea that your games will work across all these platforms switch was the realization of that yeah that we want one device for portable and home yeah this wasn't the power for it the psp because the battery on the nomad sucked oh it did suck that was the because my friend had one it was like the worst thing about it was the battery same with game gear did you have one of those no i got a game gear on christmas morning Brand new package. It took six double A's, okay? I put brand, six brand new double A's 
Within 45 minutes, it was dead. The next day, my dad took me to Toys R Us to get an AC adapter. And he was like, he's like, I'm glad you like it, but I'm kind of bummed that you need to plug in your portable system to play this thing. You remember those really crappy handheld, like, I can't, maybe it was like Tiger. The Tiger Electronics? Yeah. Yeah. I had, that was I had what, like three or four of those. Those were my first portable gaming systems. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they sucked because they were just one game. But <laughs> yeah. I... Uh, so, yeah. Like, Which I, ones my, did you have? Huh? Which ones did you have? Uh, was Street Fighter on there? Street Fighter 2 was on there. There was a Street Fighter 1. Mega Man 2. I didn't have Mega Man. I had like some crappy... It was either like a flying game... It was like like a ripoff of Top Gun or something. Yeah, they had a lot of ripoffs, but they also had a lot of name brands like Street yeah, Fighter. Yeah, Street Fighter was the main one. But yeah, I, I, we talked about it on this podcast. I never had a Game Boy. Yeah, the first portable system I had was Game Boy Advance, and it was mm-hmm. the crappy one. Oh, the first one, yeah, Gen One, with yeah, the stupid dongle with the light on uh, it. Oh yeah, that thing. And then I traded that in for the backlit SP. The SP, and that was still one of my favorite <sighs> Nintendo devices of all time. We're about to have a Game Boy Advance podcast because I love. I think the Game Boy Advance SP yeah. is one of the most beautiful pieces of portable engineering. Yep. Of all, and it was so, like you just clamshell design fits right Fit in your, in your pocket. pocket. Yep. Beautiful backlight on. I feel like the yeah. DS light was that too. It was just a little bulkier. Yeah. But man, the Game Boy Advance SP is just a gorgeous little system. I played so many games on that thing. Yeah, it was it, it was a mini Super Nintendo. There were yep. so many Super Nintendo ports on yep, that. Yep, yep. Oh. Um, yeah, I absolutely love that system. So that was my, that was really the first one that I I spent a lot of time in. Yes, and Advance Wars, all that good stuff. Tetris. I had a uh, weird ingress to that. I actually like I knew friends who had. I think my friend had a Game Boy Advance SP. Mm-hmm. I played Game Boy Advance games on the GameCube, on that adapter you'd yep. screw to the bottom. Sure. Because that was at a time, like, I was in college and working, so I didn't really have any need for a portable, because anytime I had to go somewhere, I had stuff to do there. But I would buy Game Boy Advance games, a lot from GameStop, some used, and I'd just pop them into that GBA player for GameCube, and that's how I played them. Yeah. No, I I ended up not getting that, because I had a, a SP. Yeah. Uh, and I I can't remember who it was. Someone at Box bought one and they were like yeah i'd rather play it on my sp and i don't know it was just it was something where i was like my game my gamecube was a monkey ball tony hawk 3 machine at launch and rogue squadron you know so it's like i had so many games to play on the gamecube at launch yeah yeah that i was like i don't care about this game boy thing sure because sure, i already sure. had one but i like like you said that was the way you ended but up it's so it. cool that so many people played the same library of games like yeah. two or three different ways oh yeah you know oh totally i'm sitting here thinking how how excited would you be if nintendo announced like a mini gba sp oh, i would deal. buy the hell holy out of that. hell that oh my be, gosh that's the one to do yeah, it is. Honestly, screw the Game Boy. They're going to do a Game Boy Classic. The thing but is, the, the SP Classic would be better. They could roll a lot of that stuff into one though, because the the Game Boy Advance was backwards compatible oh, with the, the Super Game, Game Boy, Boy and Game Boy Color and Super Game Boy. Yeah, the Mega Game Boy. I, I don't understand why they never went with Mega. This could have Switch. Switch should have been Mega Nintendo. Yeah, or the next one. Every time I, the rare occasion yeah. when I do get to actually talk to someone from Nintendo. Yeah. I tell them, where's the Mega? Yeah. I know you had Ultra 64. You could have had like the Mega Nintendo. You know what? System. Switch would have been so appropriate for that uh, revolution codename from the Wii. Yeah. Because that, that system really has revolutionized how people look at console and portable games. Yeah. That's the revolution right there. Yeah. But, you know, maybe the revolution started then. You don't know. 
It's like they these these ideas that you see come out at Nintendo are yeah. in the works for ten years. Yeah, time. that's true. If you look at the iPhone, there you go, Bad Kitty. We're gonna have some Steve Jobs lessons here. Yep. Um, he thought of multi-touch in two thousand three. You know, so mm-hmm. they they had they had prototypes of it. Yeah. Actually, no. He thought of multi-touch in nineteen eighty-five. Mm-hmm. He there's an interview with Playboy with Steve Jobs because of course he was talking to Playboy. Sure. Because he's you know twenty something year old yeah. dude worth Hipster a billion dude. dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hippie guy. Of course he's going to do an interview with Playboy. Of course. Not anyone else. Just Playboy. Yeah. And he he wrote out on a piece of paper what ended up being the iPad then, and it took him twenty five years for the technology to catch up. That's so another corollary some, between Apple and Nintendo, really. Yeah, because so with something like Switch. Well, those controllers are basically advanced Wii modes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. So that was one thing, mm-hmm. and you like see these prototypes. Like, there's some prototype pictures of the the Switch, uh, like dev times, and they just had uh, two Wii modes attached to a gamepad yeah. looking thing from the from the Wii U. So it's like Wii U was definitely this like if evolution, mm-hmm. but I I really think that this this revolution started with Wii. Yep, and it's just continuing. It's it's so funny you mentioned that because you can definitely see the family lineage from Wii to Wii U to Switch. Right? It's it's totally there. Oh fuck you, Siri. Man, Siri, Siri does that all the time. Like Siri, it's just look at this stupid jumping. thing. Yeah. Why would you put a button there? Yeah, that's is that that's the X, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that's no good. Right at the bottom. Come on. Right Siri. in the bottom corner where you're gonna grab your phone by. There's Come a stupid on. Siri button. Ugh. I hate this phone. Do you really? It's a piece of crap. It's the best iPhone and it sucks. It's the best and the worst. Yeah, it's, it's the, the Donovan be- and the Greg of phones. Oh God, <laughs> uh, I wouldn't go that far. Okay, that's that sounds more like a Samsung device. But listen, how about how how, how about we started talking about Sega Genesis and we're like Nintendo? Look what happened. Cool. It typed Sega totally there. Fuck you, Siri. <laughs> 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 I'll screen cap that that's, for everyone. That's pretty great, right? Like that's that's what happens <laughs> on the on the Shackcast. Yeah. This is the second time Siri has had to get her punk ass involved in the show. <laughs> Series of punk ass. Oh, that's great. Speaking of devices listening to you and getting all of your information, okay. Uh, this piece of shit, Mark Zuckerberg, went to Washington this week to talk yes. about his bullshit fucking website. Yes, he did. That you guess what? If you, you know all those people, all you hipsters, they're like, oh, I don't have a Facebook account. Guess what? You do. Yeah. Because one of your friends does, and they went into your phone, their phone, and found out everything they could about you. Mm-hmm. Probably even your birthday. So, Facebook is clearly the worst website to ever be created. You just got zucked up. That's right? my new thing. I'm going to make it my new thing. Senator, we run ads. My favorite quote of the whole thing. Because it just showed you, like, the people... I think the danger involved with this hearing is that the people that are going to form the regulations to stop Facebook from being evil are complete morons who don't understand a thing about Facebook. They got his name wrong. And, yeah, Mr. Zuckerman. The Facebook. The Facebook and yeah. Mr. Zuckerman. Yeah. Um... But on top of that, they don't understand how technology works. Mm-hmm. So I'm terrified that the people who regulate technology have no idea. They're going to swing to the opposite end of the spectrum. So it's it's going to be going to be bad. Yeah. For companies, yeah. And it's going to be bad for competition. Yeah. But boy, was that interesting. Yep. To watch Mark Zuckerberg readily admit multiple times that he doesn't know 
the answer to these questions and had to get back to people. Yeah. That's either he's acting. Mm-hmm. You're right. Like he's either full of shit and he doesn't want to answer things publicly. Yeah. Or he really has no idea what's happening at his company. So to play devil's advocate though, cause I'm no Zuckerberg fan or Facebook fan. Mm-hmm. Um, at this stage, isn't his company big enough that a CEO couldn't know all of this stuff? Or do you feel that he, as CEO, should at least have, be able to like rattle off some highlights of how everything works? Just okay. playing devil's advocate. Okay. At, let's say the two weeks before the hearing, yeah, you, you're no, you, yeah. you, 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 you're invited to come to Congress, right? I would do my best, yes, in those two weeks. To find out everything about the topic. I, okay, I agree there. I feel that his counsel told him this is the answer to give in these situations. It was basically like pleading the fifth. Okay, that Mul- makes sense. Multiple times. That makes perfect sense. So I, I think instead of learning, if he didn't know, because sure, there's going to be details you might not know about your company, but right. instead of learning, he decided to just plead the fifth, essentially. Okay. And that's what a lot of that was. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was disappointing. I wanted actual information about how this company yeah works same and we didn't get that Mm -hmm. um all we heard was they might create a paid version of facebook would you pay for facebook oh would you pay for shack news mercury yes i do see in fact yes see greg because i get an ad free experience an ad free (laughs) shack Shack news News mercury Yeah. yeah right yeah, exactly. Yeah. We don't sell your I information. I get the opposite of what Facebook gives me for nothing. Yeah. They and take and I give them nothing. Right? Yeah. You give. You oh, I do I do give. I'm talking monetarily. No, I'm saying like everyone gives yeah. to Facebook and we can all stop Facebook together. Not it goes beyond deleting Man. it. You have to stop. You have to stop logging in. Yeah. You just have to completely ignore Facebook. It goes beyond deleting it. Let's ignore Facebook together, everyone, and we can take it down. I will say that they it's are, the worst thing to happen to the internet. I will say that they are. Facebook has reached kind of the, the this this point of mass, uh, as uh, like Internet Explorer did. Yeah, kind exactly. Nineties, where like I log into a lot of stuff with Facebook because it was easy. It was like a one click thing. No, I think that's a really solid comparison. This is like Microsoft levels of antitrust. Yeah. But it's more dangerous because in the case of Microsoft, Internet Explorer was just a vessel for us to get information. Facebook is not just a vessel. It's curating it. Yeah. In a way where propaganda can occur. Yes. That's the danger. And has. And has. Yes. It's enabled. It's a propaganda machine. It's enabled propaganda and it's monetized it Mm -hmm. and incentivized uh entities that do that we were marked spam yep Shack not was. fucking cambridge analytica yeah not these fuckers that were doing false uh polls yep we were marked spam yeah that's bullshit so that's what i'm saying like these this is what happens when you let ai take over yep well don't worry ai will sort this all out <laughs> that's why elon musk is so freaked out about ai sure so i just i this is a very interesting moment for the internet because they already gave them, they repealed net neutrality. Mm-hmm. So the pipes are now under their control. Right. And now you're going to regulate the content side. Right. It's a very dangerous time to be a small little indie website floating around this turd mine. Yeah. But I think what we're seeing is everyone's building walled gardens. So we're going to build our own walled garden. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's that's the answer here. So yeah. Mercury is one of those things. We're ahead of you, Zuck. 
That's right. We already got Shaq News Mercury and a Twitch button. Boom. And some button. But yeah, in a world where everything is driven by user-generated content, yeah. we can take down Facebook together. Just yeah. stop posting there. Go post somewhere else. Go to Twitter. Go to Shaq News. And stop. Start, you gotta, your own, start your own blog. You have to do weeding, too. You have to untether a lot of your Facebook logins to other services. Yeah. I have to do that, and I, I am doing it. Yeah. It's yeah, you're right. And that's that that's a whole other deep, deep web that you have to go down. Yeah. Uh but yeah, one of the most interesting things that happened from a gaming perspective, Ted Cruz, who's a lizard person from Texas. Uh <laughs> I don't know if you know have you heard of the guy? Oh, I've heard of him. Very square shaped head. Yes. Talks like this. I'm Ted Cruz, you know. Yeah. Why'd you fire Palmer Lucky? That's what he asked Mark Zuckerberg. Mm-hmm. Why did you fire Palmer Lucky? Yeah. Those sentences came out of Ted Cruz's mouth. <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> what did he say? Oh, um, that's I'll a... I'll get back to you. No, that was a specific personnel decision. Hmm. And I don't feel it's appropriate to talk about it in public. Palmer was fired because he bought some dank memes yeah. from one of these spam Facebook accounts. Yeah. He, he financed some really <laughs> stupid dank memes Yeah, and ended up getting fired. When you think about it, Ted Cruz would have reason to have some, some personal enmity toward Palmer Lucky because mm-hmm. Lucky kind of helped fuel the Trump machine, Yeah, which is part of what ran Ted Cruz's campaign off the road. Uh, outside of that, I've seen pictures of Ted Cruz with Palmer Lucky. Like, they're friends. Mm-hmm. So they like each other. Okay. Palmer's working in Texas on his defense company. Sure. Because he's doing some border wall stuff. It's right. a, he's doing some VR border wall shit. <laughs> Everyone should be watching Anduril. A-N-D-U-R-I-L. It's a private company. Palmer's behind it. Pay attention to them. Okay. This is how supervillains are born. Oh, boy. And he's got a little goatee to make him look evil now, too. Oh, boy. I'm telling you. Watch Anduril. Anduril. Okay. Elon Musk may save us, but watch Anduril. Um, I, I don't have a whole lot to say about this because... You're all idiots. Yeah. Everyone who signed up for Facebook agreed to their terms of service, agreed to their privacy policy. Mm-hmm. So you're all fucked. Yeah. There's no class action lawsuit. Nothing's going to... St- if we all forget about this, nothing will change. But if you're like, I'm pissed that my information was sold to the fucking Russians to market against hillary clinton in the election yeah and to serve people racist ads and all sorts of terrible things mm-hmm. if you're if that bothers you delete facebook and remove yourself from it yeah tell your friends here's my phone number my email uh my here's twitter, my twitter account my instagram in i'm not saying twitter's not guilty oh yeah, yeah twitter yeah, has sure. its own problems it does google is being very quiet because they got big problems over at Google when it comes to this. They know more about us than anyone. It's just Google. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Google is very safe about the sharing of that information. Right. That's the difference. It's responsibility. Everyone, Apple. Yeah. Apple knows everything about you, but they encrypt it on the phone itself. Right. You know, and they stood up to the FBI. You know, when asked to unlock the phone. Mm-hmm. Google, I think, takes privacy more seriously than Facebook. Mm. This just shows you Facebook is so profit-driven that they didn't care to worry, hey, what if this isn't really what they say they are? Yeah. Let's just sell it. We can make more money if we sell this data. Mm -hmm. That's all they do is crowdsource your data and sell it. 
That's why you get ads for the shoes you were looking at on Google 20 seconds ago. Because they're monitoring you at all times. Yeah. If you think that's cool, keep going on Facebook. But what I think's the hypocrisy of all of this is that the government is doing the exact same thing Facebook is. They're just not selling it. Yeah. They're monitoring us at all times also. Mm -hmm. So the hilarity that this is the breach of our right to privacy <laughs> and not the Patriot Act, not the USA Freedom Act. Yeah. That's laughable to me. Yeah. That this is the moment where we get worried about our privacy on the internet. Right. They've been monitoring us since 2001. Mm -hmm. And I I understand why. I mean, they, they use terrorism as an example of that. But this is just another step in that. Mm -hmm. This is just an example where a, pri a, a public company did this and they went too far. Hmm. but it affected the election yeah that's the weird part of this mm -hmm. you know the government the government i'm sure has affected elections overseas i'm sure you know i i don't doubt it i'm putting a conspiracy theory hat on i have no no proof of that whatsoever yeah but i'm just saying that this government is not innocent no 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 so for them to be like oh my god we're gonna take a stand against facebook that's the only sense in which i'm like okay cool cool story bro well, but for the most part, fuck Facebook, delete Facebook, get yourself off of there. It's the same story of this government saying, oh, we're going to take a stance against Russia. It's play acting, you know? Yeah. So I want to hit some stuff other than Facebook before we end our show. Okay. Um, going back to PAX real quick. I got to talk to Zero Four. You know Zero? Oh, yeah. From uh, Quake. So this is a pro Quake player yep. whom it hired, Yep. which is pretty cool. A lot of the gameplay capture that you see on their videos oh, he do, does he do it that's him cool uh, and we talked about being old in esports because <laughs> he's over 30 i'm i think he's yeah. 36 mm -hmm. 37 yeah we talked about being old quake players i'm like yeah. don't i'm like zero come on don't you wish you could just get in a time machine and go get like 16 year old you and 17 year old me like come back here and wreck everyone that's right he's like oh man sometimes i feel like i was born like yeah, just too early for this esports scene. Like, yeah. I had to go to college. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. To, like you, you couldn't. You could maybe make like fifty k a year. Yep. If you were lucky, mm -hmm. if you're like the best Quake player in the world, right? In the nineties mm -hmm. or in the two thousands, even now you can make hundreds of thousands of dollars, millions of dollars if you're lucky. Yep. And they announced like four tournaments this year. They're going to be at a DreamHack. So Quake Champions is an esport. It's not going away. Mm-hmm. That's the whole if you build it, they will come thing. Yeah. And Quake is a good enough sport to watch. Uh, he did say that they are working on the load times. That's that's the big hang up for me. If they I forgot those. to ask him about bots. I feel bad. Uh, okay, one of two hang ups for me. I know, because I, 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 right when the interview ended, I was like, fuck, bots. Because that's the thing. Like, It's not that I prefer playing against bots to people. It's that... Unless you have a way to easily go in and learn maps, you kind of have to learn on the fly, which is not fun. Yeah, which is what is basically going on in Battle Royale games. Yeah. I talked to I talked to Brendan Green about that, and he's like, yeah, because I was like, would you even do a shooting range or something so people could get used to weapons? Mm -hmm. Otherwise, it's trial by fire, and you have right. to keep playing it. He's like, it's kind of the charm of the gameplay is that you have to play to learn. Yeah. So I, I, I understand both sides of it, but for FPS... Where there's already See, examples, yeah, it's different. I think you take it on a case by case basis exactly. because here's the thing: the whole, the way you do well in Quake, and I wrote about this in Rocket Jump, is Quake is all about territory control and weapon mastery. 
So you have to learn those maps in Quake if you want to do well. Whereas, yes, Battle Royale, the whole point is you're dropped, you don't know what's going on, you need to get your hands on weapons. It's random. There's so much RNG to a Battle Royale versus Quake. But Quake is a shooter. true test of skill. It is. It, it is. It's one of those deals. It's, it's apples and oranges. They're both fruit, but, you know, yeah. it's not exact comparison. But they're working on it. They, they, they readily admit publicly that the load times are bad, yeah. and it's the number one complaint from the community, and they're working on it. But so. that's what I mean by, like, Yes, I want bots. However, if the load times could be fixed, I would play that game more. I would suck I'd it play up it every play, night because I think it's a fun game. I think I it's would a play, good game. I would play three rounds of Quake every night. Yep. If the load times improved, that's what I did with Quake Three and Quake Live as well. Just got on, played a couple, yep. and you're out. It would be my Rocket League. Yes. That's why Rocket League it really resembles Quake in this weird way. Yeah. I was playing Rocket League that. with the Cartridge family uh, two nights ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hammer Suit and uh, Bearded Axe. Okay. And yeah, it was. It was fun, man. And I was like, yeah, I would do this with Quake. If we could just jump on, play for like 30 minutes, and then be on our way. Yep. Oh, man, that'd be, be great. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully they, they do that. Um, so we had, we had like, it wasn't really news. It was a rumor. We didn't run it. Uh, mm-hmm. But there was a rumor this week that Doom 2 2019 or 2018 will be revealed. Do you know how this got year. started? Pete Hines was doing an interview and someone asked him about like development or, or I think it was preparation for E3 and he said, oh man, it's just, it's really hell on earth right now. Oh, and God. this wasn't, this wasn't really advertised, but he technically, yeah, he did. But, and you know this, but see the thing is Doom 2 subtitle was hell on earth. Yeah. But this isn't really known because like it wasn't on the box. It wasn't on the main menu screen. Yeah. It was just, I think it was in like the manual, like Doom 2 colon hell on earth. Yeah. So that's kind of a hint that they're gearing up to show a Doom sequel. And I, I think the timing is right. Doom 2016 is obviously, it's coming up on two years old. It'll be two years old next month. Yeah. Um, I think here's Jack my News game of the year, 2016. Jack News game of the year, 2016. So I think it's probably going to end up being Doom 2019. I think we get a reveal this year yeah. during Bethesda's presser at E3 with a, a release next year. However, my tinfoil hat theory, which I shared with you before the show, is I think there is a, a chance, slim, but a chance that this game could come out this year, at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Reason being, they're working with an engine they've already built. When they were working on Doom 2016, they were also working on the engine, and so that kind of slowed them down. So this is kind of a Doom to Doom 2 situation where they have the tech. They already have a template. They have a blueprint. They could, depending on how much the engine has or hasn't changed, release Doom 2 faster than most people might think. Yep. And I'll tell you what. That would be a front runner for my game of the year this year. If Doom 2 comes out, my whole thing is if we get Doom 2... And it has excellent multiplayer gameplay. Yeah. If the campaign is as solid as the first ones, plus great multiplayer. That's 10 out of 10. Yeah. And game of the year. I remember talking about that review with you and Steve saying, the thing that's really holding me back, that this is a nine, is because the multiplayer wasn't even bad. It just didn't fit, and it wasn't that fun. No. It was just banal. It didn't feel like it fit in Doom. It felt like they lifted it from a Halo game. Yeah. Which is fine, but it's not Doom. It did not feel like Doom at all. Uh, It didn't feel like the single player. I couldn't, yeah, no, it, it really didn't. And the thing is, like, I, I even asked them about that for, uh, you know, Stairway to Badass. I was mm-hmm. like, you know, you even have to, like, launch a separate instance of Doom. If you click multiplayer in the main menu, you launch a separate program. It just really felt like those three pieces, campaign, multiplayer, and snap map, were just kind of floating around each other. Absolutely. Instead of a contiguous product, which is what they really need. I, I'm with you. I was kind of kind of shocked that that first game didn't even list with uh, uh, launch with free for all deathmatch like that was really surprising yeah to me. 
I did not. I uh, was not a fan. But and yeah, she's looking for her toy yet again. I think uh, all they need is is a solid multiplayer with a campaign that is even remotely similar to Doom 2016's, and that is a front runner for my game of the year. Yeah. So hopefully we see something at E3 about it. Hopefully we see something at QuakeCon about it. Well, I'll yeah. be at well, well, I'm going to be at both. I don't know about you. I don't know. Um, so for QuakeCon this year. Have you been paying attention to this look at pa- look at pancakes? Yeah, music. Yeah, Mark Rebele. I was a fan of his stuff when he posted on Chatty years ago. You know who was wrong? Haiku. Oh, Haiku. Haiku is wrong about a lot of stuff. That dude yeah. has opinions for sure. He sure is. You know what he's wrong about? Hmm. Cryptocurrency. Yeah, but it's okay. It's okay to be in denial about crypto. If you're long crypto, I'm sorry. I li- I mean I like Haiku's post. I think he's an intelligent and articulate poster. Yeah, he's a smart guy. But he's not always right, and he's wrong about looks at pancakes. He was look wrong about look at pancakes. Yeah. Mark Rebele on YouTube. I watched his live stream yesterday. It was so damn entertaining, man. He went for two and a half hours. People were calling in. That's cool. And giving him topic ideas for his music, and he would just riff. So how is that different? That you you techno uh, army of techno streams on Saturday nights, right? Yeah. Usually, what? How is that different from what you do? Uh, he has a looping device. Okay. It's a Boss something 505, I believe. Mm-hmm. And it has like six tracks that he's looping. He plays piano. Uh, I use synthesizers, like okay. drum machines and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's, those are some of the key differences. His his hardware rig is very unique. Okay. And the combination of them is very unique. He reminds me of Reggie Watts in a lot of ways. Reggie Watts was doing a lot of looping stuff as well and very vocally driven. Mm. Uh, my 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 streams on Saturday, I have not been doing many vocals. I don't okay. have my like proper rig set up for it. I've just been streaming off my computer, making beats. She almost fell. Yeah, careful there, Lola. You little pooper. You don't need to get down anyway. Come yeah, on. Why, are you, why are you leaving the podcast? Uh, so yeah, look at Pancakes. It's awesome. I'm going to use his music on this episode. Awesome. Um, did you see that Land Party song? I did. I yeah i love that song yeah i've listened to it like his stuff is really fun really creative very lively music it's really hard it. not to smile yeah when you listen to his music yeah and i think that's important and he's super vulgar it's hilarious <laughs> he uh it was like last week's or this episode is hilarious like he i call i coined the term for his episode kind of i was like uh early on because someone was talking about coachella Mm-hmm. and mark was streaming from his couch so i was like couchella <laughs> and it just blew up in That's youtube pr- okay. chat That's and everyone's good. like oh you should go on twitch you should go on twitch i'm like yeah but at the same time i feel like youtube is almost the perfect place for him hmm. it's like uh i think he could do well on twitch also sure but he already has like 20 some thousand subs i think keep building that base yeah yeah i'm like you're already on youtube yeah I, I'm sure at some point YouTube's going to take notice of him. Mm-hmm. He could maybe become one of their influencer people. Yeah, uh, he's very unique. So yeah, I wouldn't compare what I do to his at all. But I look at it and I'm like inspired, and I'm just happy for him. Cool, because it's that he was called names for doing this. He's been told it was terrible. Yeah, it's very experimental. And early on in your career as an experimental musician you're gonna make some crappy music mm. but it's the genesis of the originality that i really am impressed by with yeah him. yeah and but yeah, i want to throw a party with him at, at QuakeCon. That, that sounds fun right yeah like have a look at pancakes and like maybe sleepy and mm-hmm. 
I don't know if, if uh, like have like a Shack News Musicians Jam. Sure, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, definitely. And QuakeCon kind of needs a party. It does. You know, it needs yeah. like a Shack News party because the only Shack News party we've ever had was ridiculous. Yeah, the one at E3 in 2014. I don't. I wasn't around. No, it, we we rented out Exchange LA, which is where the Los Angeles Stock Exchange used to be, and we did a. I, I performed, and we had a headliner, Green Velvet, who's cool. this, like, super popular house and techno DJ. Cool. Um, we also had free food, free drinks, and it was, like, high-quality stuff. It was, like, the best, the best like, bratwursts and hot dogs in L.A. We had, I think we had cotton candy. Nice. Um, if I remember right. I think that's something. So you, you want to put parties. out a spread for QuakeCon? Yeah, do something similar. Mm-hmm. But I think that'd be kind of fun. Yeah, QuakeCon like it needs a party. I don't. It, it I, does. I don't know which day, but we'll we'll figure that out. I think us having a party at QuakeCon makes more sense than us having a booth. I still feel like I like ShackCon and it's its own thing, but QuakeCon to me is the kind of the original ShackCon. Exactly. Because, you know, Shack started as a Quake site and people would meet up and play Quake and other LAN games and our, there. Our and founders, Martin and Steve, lived live in Dallas, lived in Dallas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was easy for them to go to that. Right. And yeah, there's all these threads about QuakeCon. Mm-hmm. Hilarious threads about different Quake. Dog Nose would shuttle people back and forth from to and from the airport. He was like the original Uber. That's right. <laughs> Dog Nose would show up in his beat up car and take That's you right. to QuakeCon. He's such uh, a cool dude. Yeah, I like that guy. Oh man, like I know there's not really a head mod position, but like he's kind of head mod. Yeah. Um, because when when I rejiggered our mod staff on the chatty. I had the opportunity to take away powers from people, and I was like, "No, I'm going to leave Dog Noses there because yeah, when he comes back, and he did, you know, his triumphant return. It, it, you know, it was funny. It was a couple of days ago because I was looking at my law script, you know, my law history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, it was my reply to Dog Nose. Really? And it was like, that's your top one it, it, on the today in law history. Oh, okay, okay. A couple of days ago, it was like, no, not not my most lawed. Oh my you know it's on this day oh yeah, yeah tom w did that yeah. like time hop thing yeah 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 so it was like two days ago it was dog nose day it was the day he came back he posted oh. a thread about bernie sanders and i replied hey dog hey, greetings dog nose my name's briefcase man i bought this website for a ham sandwich <laughs> stay a while and lol yeah and uh yeah that was lulled quite a bit <laughs> that was great that's great that's my that's my usual reply to people who return to the shack mm-hmm. who don't know who i am because things have changed. Things have. And yeah, he left during the Gamefly administration. He returned during mine. So he's a mod. He's great. He's still hilarious. Yeah. His threads are awesome. They are. Uh, but yeah. So one last thing before we go, because the Cavs are about to start. E3. We're going to go crank crazy at E3. Yeah, we are. We're going to have a competition. We're going to have the Shaq News World Championships. The inaugural. The first ever. That's right. Yeah. And I'm going to put some money up for it. Uh, we'll, we'll have more details. Yeah. This is just a little tease. So for people who made it the hour and a half into this podcast, mm-hmm. the, Shaq World Cha- the Shaq News World Championships Championship will be at E3 2018 at the Shaq News booth in the Shaq Battle Arena. The first ever Shaq yes. Battle Arena at E3 in Los Angeles. Details to come. Yes. But be excited. But be very excited for this. Uh, I am. 
and it's kind of the vision for Shaq in the future. Yeah, we're just gonna keep doing crazy shit. I think we're differentiating our brand. People mm-hmm. are noticing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, it's it's exciting. It's an exciting time to be running Shaq News. I'm gonna wrap up. Go to shacknews.com for your interviews, reviews, previews, news. Your rocket jumps. <laughs> your rocket jumps, aka long reads. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Five dollars a month, you can access all of the long reads. Uh, you know, you also get a Shaq, an ad-free Shack News experience. Go over to Twitch.tv/shacknews and hit the sub button there too if you want to support us. Mm-hmm. We're gonna be live streaming more, and we live stream from PAX East. We're gonna do a lot of cool stuff on our streams. Uh, and also, if you haven't, go to Shack Channel 5, S-H-A-C-K, Channel, C-H-A-N-N-E-L, and the number 5, mm-hmm. and subscribe, or just follow there while, you, while, you're, while you're on Twitch. Uh, go to YouTube.com slash Shack News Games, because the guy who has slash Shack News is a jerk, and he's squatting on it. He's not even using it, and we can't even switch to it because he's squatting on it. That's a son of a gun. I know. Go to game. Go to youtube.com slash gamerhub videos for our gamerhub. You know, uh, kind of gamer culture stuff. Go to gamerhub.tv. Uh, Steve Tominski wrote a ton of Pax East impressions. So if if we miss some stuff, Steve got them. Uh, and yeah, go to our YouTube. Watch all of our Pax East stuff. There's a ton of stuff. Yeah, a ton of interviews. Great games. Uh, Semblance was another one mm-hmm. I think you're gonna like I don't know if you saw that one it was like a you're like a little blob that's a platformer I'll have to check that out uh, that was a really good one I think I did see that shout out to uh, non-productive the guys who helped us with PAX uh, streaming greenlit for helping us with that and also good shepherd our neighbors yes that uh, was very fun um, yeah go to Twitter you know we're at Shack news we're also on Instagram we never post there uh, that's owned by Facebook, which we're also at. You know, we're just Shaq. Well, slash that, Shaq that's News. our uh, our uh, link to Tim Willits. He contacts yeah. us through yeah. Instagram. Tim Willits Communications <laughs> directly through Instagram. Uh, at us. Uh, yeah. So go to Shaq, Go to Facebook if, if you still want to use that piece of shit website. It's the worst thing that ever happened to the internet. Uh, we're Shack News over there. Also, um, that's all of our things that you can reach us at. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't forget anything this time. No. Oh, yeah, Shack Shop for a better tomorrow. Oh, yes, that's true. I had a lot of people ask me about our hoodies. We kind of looked like a cult at PAX East. It was four of us I, rolling I around. Yeah. You know, so people were like, what are these hoodies? Yeah. You know, I call it the Nintendo Switch of 2018 because mm-hmm. they're very expensive and they're hard to find. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. By the way, if you're on the internet, it's a little soapbox real quick. Sure. You're sharing information. Let's say on Twitter, you hit the retweet button or you hit the like. Because when you hit like on Twitter, it shows up on your feed mm-hmm. to your friends like four hours later. It's like, David Craddock liked, you know, yeah. and it's like, <laughs> yeah. uh, click the link. Yes. Read the article. Do. Uh, watch the video in the case of like Greg's stuff, you know, or our interviews. Uh, you know, it helps you become a more informed reader and consumer of information. It also helps you prevent the sharing of fake news, which is a big problem these days it is a huge problem huge tremendous problem and facebook is the leading source of it bigly so just be careful when you like something on facebook that just happens to agree with your opinion yeah maybe read it before you do because maybe they're maybe they're bullshitting you maybe they're kowtowing to you yep you know so click the link do it for shack news uh that's all for this week and yeah you know if you're made it all this way you probably like our podcast go over to one of those podcasting facilities and stamp your review. Give us five stars. Say it's the greatest gaming podcast to ever happen, or at least the best 
Shack News podcast right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, wherever, whatever scale. But give yeah, us yeah, five yeah. stars. Say that you love us. Yes. It helps us move up in the rankings. It helps us get more listeners. Uh, one last thing. The last, last thing. This episode was brought to you by Eurogyro. Yeah. The <gasps> Maslin location. Wait, breaking news. I forgot to tell you. What? They've changed their name. What? They are the gyro spot now. What? So here's the thing. We, what? We ordered from them the other night. What? They, we ordered from them the other night, and we got a menu on it that said that gyro spot. You know, they deliver a menu with your orders. And I called them, like, so you guys changing your name? And they were like, oh, yeah, you know, we're beginning the transition. And that night, so when Amy placed the order, they answered Eurogyro. When I called them the next night, they said that gyro spot. They are that gyro spot now. What the I hell? I don't know if that applies to the Canton location as well, but the Maslin location, our location, it's the gyro spot. What the hell? Is the menu the same? It's the, it's the same. Yeah. Wow. Yep. So this episode was brought to you by the gyro spot? I think it's I think it's that gyro spot. That gyro spot? Yeah. This is all very con- confusing. Yeah. And I'm afraid now. Yeah. Okay. Well. I kept meaning to text you like, alert. Oh my god! Just be advised. This is sh- this is breaking news at the end of the Shackcast. Yeah. So thanks to the that gyro spot. Yeah. For the spot, the unpaid sponsorship. They don't even know that yeah. we're doing this. Mm-hmm. I have told. I think I told somebody that I talk about their really? establishment on the podcast. Hell rank on you go there pretty often. Or I Swenson's. Did, I think I told Swenson's. Okay. Yeah. There's this kid. Because I roll up in my Tesla. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, "Who the hell is this guy?" <laughs> um, <laughs> So I was like, yeah, I talk about you guys on my podcast. It's like, oh, that's crazy. <laughs> uh, yeah, they're great. Yes. This is awesome. But yeah, this week's uh, episode is brought to you by Eurogyro. I might have Eurogyro for dinner because uh, I feel like passing out 30 minutes after <laughs> I eat dinner. <laughs> it's like seriously like narcolepsy for me when I eat dinner. <laughs> it is. It is. But it's so good. <laughs> yeah. Truth. So awesome. Thank you, guys. Lola stayed on the couch the whole episode like a good girl. Wow. You are the best puppy in the world. Maybe she just has more room up here. Maybe that's I why think she that's what it the is. other one. Yeah. It's also her, she can see her toys. and Yeah. This is her. This is more of her den. I yeah. called, I'm starting to call this her bedroom. This is kind of Lola's room. I'm looking around. You've got a couple beds. You've got her toys scattered all over the place. There are four beds in this room. Where? This is like an Easter egg. There's one. Those, yeah. Well, there's one. two. Yeah, Mickey Mouse. There's three. Oh, yeah. Okay. And then in that corner, <gasps> underneath the table. Four that's like beds. Her, that's like her ninja spot. Four beds? <laughs> that seriously is like her little ninja spot. When, she, you... when she's bad or when she's trying to hide from me during a bath, <laughs> that's where she goes hide. Oh, that's great. She'll either hide in the Mickey Mouse bed or that corner bed. But yeah, we're going to watch the Cavs. I hope they win this series. I hope LeBron stays, but I hope we can progress Another finals would be great for the city. Yes. Um, you need another distraction during E3. That's know, exactly right? what you need. Yeah, I know, because I'm only going to be <laughs> running two streams this year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, go out there and do it for Shaq News.
Charlie? Yeah, what's up, dude? Hey, do you have the install disc for uh, CS 1.5? Oh, yeah, totally, man. Here you go. Oh, I've also got uh, Quake 3 Arena. You want that? Oh, dude, to Hey, oh, it's Brian. Hey, what's up, Brian? Hey, guys, what's happening? Hey, what's up, dude? Hey, I brought snacks. I brought some Mountain Dew, some shit to snack on. Let's fucking do this. I've got my computer. Hell, yeah. Uh, you know it's time for a land party. Hey, yo, it's time for a land party. Everybody getting on the same room. Hey, yo, it's childhood. Not a care in the world. The Ethernet cable is our friendship. We connect up and we play that game Play that game, baby, play that game I'm talking Diablo, I'm talking CS I'm talking friendship, baby, yo Cause that's L-A-N, L-A-N, L-A-N That's an L-A-N, 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 L-A-N That's an Damn domination, I'm doing it Humiliation, yo, you got killed Oh man, you killed me, that was good This is harmless Hey yo, I'm having fun because I'm a child I don't have to worry about important shit So it's good like this It's good like this I never want it to end Cause baby, this is how we do L-A-N, L-A-N, L-A-N 